0: so good to be together. And uh, it, it's truly a privilege for me. Here we go. <laughs> Those of you who know me. Uh, it's a privilege for me to, to share God's word with you each and every Sunday. Ah, and we got a great teaching team. And I, I love, as you, as you know, if you've been around here a while, you know, op- giving opportunity for, for others to, to share in this privilege of, of, of teaching God's word. Um, I'm learning in it. I'm growing in it with you. There's things I don't understand about the Bible, and I'm talking to God, and I'm reading, and I'm studying, and I hope you are too as you have questions. Questions are good. Don't shy away from them, no matter what the question might be. Um, But but a privilege to share God's word, and a privilege to share God's word with you, Eaglemont family. Some of you in your camping sites right now, and, uh, and, and it's just, again, so, so, so good to see each one of you. Um, Father, open our hearts to your word today, and open your word to our hearts and minds today, in Jesus' name, amen. Church family, in these days, just also wanted to say, let, let's, let's work hard at letting Jesus' love flow through our lives. To one another in the differences, yes, in the different perspectives, and there always has been different perspectives, right? It's nothing new. It's maybe ramped up a bit with social media and whatever, but let's work hard at being the answer to the prayer of Jesus in John 17, where he prayed numerous times for us, literally for us, that we would be one. He, he didn't pray that we'd agree on everything. He knew that wasn't realistic. Now, that wouldn't even be fun, <laughs> but he prayed that we would be one. Eaglemont Church, let's, let's be that, give each other grace these days. Beginning a new series today, and, and those moments of sharing right now did not count as part of my preaching time, okay? Just saying. We have those discussions in staff meetings, so I just had to say, "Hey, eh? uh, Starting a new series, The Blessed Life on the Beatitudes. We'll, we'll read them in a moment. Today's message, Upside Down Thinking. And I want to encourage you toward a little summer Bible memory exercise. Matthew 5, verses 3 to verse 10. I put it on a little sheet. I'm going to keep this in my car. And be very careful about distracted driving so that when I walk away from my car, I can grab it and uh, review it as I walk into the mall or a grocery store. Uh, Put it in your notes. Put it in your iCal. Matthew 5, 3 to 10. A very doable Bible memory exercise. Taking the words of Jesus into our hearts and minds. Encourage you with that. So let's read Matthew 5, 1 to 12. And if you don't have a Bible, I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you don't have a Bible, let me know. We'd be happy to get you one. Whether you're here in person or engaging online, please let us know if you don't have a Bible. Matthew 5, starting verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he, that's Jesus, of course, went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you when when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. There's so much more than meets the eye in these words of Jesus. And, and we get to walk slowly through this passage for the next nine. Sundays, summer Sundays. And, and I encourage you to, to make the commitment, wherever you are, make the commitment to track with us. If you miss it on a Sunday, of course, you can go to Eaglemont Christian Church YouTube channel and, and, uh, and watch and, and take the, the messages in. I encourage you to do that. But firstly, this morning, it's important to understand that these beatitude statements are not a description of how to become a Christ follower. Rather, they're a description of how Christ followers increasingly live as they grow in their relationship with Jesus. These beatitude statements are not Jesus saying, "Come on, try harder, try work, work at this, do better, try hard to live this way." No, that that would be burdensome. Instead, they are the good news that God will grow our character as we cooperate with Him in daily surrender of our lives and hearts and priorities. And that truly is the blessed life. And yet from the world's perspective, it's, that's upside-down thinking. And there's much here that is upside-down thinking. These verses are referred to as the Beatitudes because in Latin, the, the word beatis means... Blessed, right? So let's define this word blessed. I, I think a word that at times is overused to the point of possibly losing some of its meaning. A couple of paraphrases of the Bible replace uh, blessed with happy. Blessed are those. Happy are those. And, and the meaning of the original word actually can, can be uh, interpreted or translated as, as both of those words. Um, we, we may look at that list of beatitudes that we just read and kind of scratch our heads a bit and say, "Really? Well, there's there's not much that makes me too happy there, I don't think." Well, maybe it's just that we need to redefine happiness, as we heard Pastor Brennan in his good message on May 2nd do in the sermon. Does God really, or does the Bible really say that God wants me to be happy? And if you missed that message, you can listen to it. To to be sure, it it does not refer to a superficial happiness that is dependent on circumstances or dependent on you know you know uh, circumstances being easy or everything going well for us all the time. Rather, it's a happiness that could be defined as as a deep, settled, joy, of the soul, referring to a spiritual state, of of well being, no matter what's going on in our lives, and that's that's not always easy to, to to feel but it's a gift we can receive. I, I mentioned this already, but remember, in order to live out these character traits, we must have already received the gift of God's grace by our express trust in Jesus Christ. As, as a result of that, um, surrender of our lives to Christ, as a result of that, we, we get to live with the Spirit of God dwelling within us. Now that's, that's mind-boggling actually. I can't wrap my finite mind around but the Bible says it's true and I know it's true. He empowers us to live in a way that is, uh, countercultural or upside down to the way of the world. In other words, the way of trying to do life with God removed from the equation. For example, in the thinking of the system of the world, the the humble will get stepped on and lose out. In the way of the world, those who want righteousness will miss out on all the fun in life. In the way of the world, the persecuted, well, they'll be sidelined and silenced, but for, for the person who has been reborn spiritually by God's grace and power, Jesus is saying it's not that way. It's not that way. These Beatitudes are also, as many of you know, the introduction to what's been called the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And he, it's called that because he shared it on a hillside, more of a hillside probably than a mountain compared to our Rocky Mountains. But he, he shared it uh, on that hillside that, that afternoon or morning with, with his disciples and it contains, this Sermon on the Mount contains a lot of upside-down thinking, actually, in terms of how the world would typically view things. And Jesus tells his followers to do things like, go the extra mile. He, he tells his followers, if you're my follower, you'll, you'll, you'll turn the other cheek. Vengeance won't be a part of your thinking. He'll tell his followers there in the Sermon on the Mount to, to not only do good to your enemies, but to actually Love them. <laughs> wow. And many other things that as a faithful Christ follower that, well, that, that, that seems strange to someone who does not know Christ, to someone who has not experienced his love in their lives. And those things, even as Christ followers filled with the Spirit of God, it's not always easy to carry out, right? Sometimes it's a daily moment-by-moment prayer, God, help me to do this. I know what you want me to do here. I don't feel like doing it, huh, but I want to honor you. We all need to ask God for that kind of help. Remember that Jesus starts his message with these beatitudes because they're about issues of the heart before he gets into the Sermon on the Mount. Issues of the heart. Jesus knows that our, our heart must be in right relationship with God before we can ever hope to faithfully, faithfully live as he wants us to live as his followers. It's the basic truth that, that, that what we do, you know this, what we do stems from who we are, right? And I say it again. The Beatitudes are not a description of how to uh, work at becoming a Christ follower. We, we can never do enough to, 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 to earn that. Rather, they're a description of how Christ followers increasingly live as they, de- as they deepen their relationship with Jesus that, that they've already stepped into by faith in Christ and His cross. And, and, and it's then that the that the beatitudes are not burdensome. Oh, we're, we're all a growth in process in displaying them, but 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 they're not they're not burdensome. They're, they're good news, uh, not merely good advice that we have to you know try and implement in our lives in our own strength. That 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 would be that would be crushing. I want to I want to spend a moment back at considering the meaning of true happiness. The word blessed. What do you think people? most often think of when they consider what being blessed entails. Uh, I think it's safe to say that almost everyone wants a blessed life, even if they may not fully comprehend the the true meaning of the word. They they have an idea, and, and, and it's just a good word, right? Many people, when they think about this word blessed, likely think about things like having a spouse that loves them, financial stability, Uh, having children that are succeeding and in good health, and and, and the list goes on. And who wouldn't want any of those things? But none of these things are included in Jesus' truly blessed life. And we may be, and we can call it, we may be blessed with some of those things sometimes. But life in a broken world, in a sin-marred world, is not always... Up unto the right on the graph. Right? The world's perspective is that happiness comes when, when you get what you want, when, where, and how you want it. Happiness is being your own boss. Happiness is taking charge. Happiness is acquiring and accumulating uh, more, bigger, better, newer. But again, none of these are included in the picture that Jesus paints for us here. And as Jesus began his talk that day on the hillside, he made it clear that he wants us to possess deep gladness of heart and, and the divine rewards that are received both in this life and in the life to come. I mean, look at the list again. And you'll, you'll ponder it outside of Sunday, I hope, and week to week in these teachings. It, it, it's It's quite phenomenal. As the author of a Gospel Coalition article wrote, he said, According to Jesus, the greatest blessings aren't found where we normally look, but in places we aren't inclined to explore. Hmm. In his book, Momentum, pastor and uh, professor Colin Smith attaches three descriptive words to this Beatitudes paragraph of Jesus. And I want to share them with you. He he puts this uh, list of Jesus in in these three categories. Roots, shoots, fruit. I'm not going to spend too much time here because each of these will be unpacked in the various messages in this series. But here's an overview under this Roots, Shoots, and Fruit heading. First three Beatitudes are the Roots. And, and they deal with our need, our deep need. We're, we're poor in spirit because we don't have what it takes to live as God desires and commands us to in our own strength. We, we mourn, verse four, because our sins are many and the eternal consequences of, of staying in our sin are, is dire. We become meek or humble rather than self-willed and defiant, verse 5, because we cannot direct our lives uh, wisely ourselves. And so these are the the roots of a blessed and godly life. And out of these roots come the shoots of the fourth beatitude, a hunger and thirst for righteousness, verse 6. When the roots of the first three beatitudes are, are nourished, uh, a, a shoot of, uh, of of righteousness and a desire for righteousness uh, comes it will spring up and grow in our hearts and lives, namely and, and simply righteousness what is that's it's, it's nothing weird it is simply stated as a, a a longing to live in deep love of God and reflect the character of Jesus through our life and the heart of Jesus and the attitudes of Jesus and the perspectives of jesus and that 's We've got, we've got, all of us, opportunity to grow in that every day, right? Uh, continuing the metaphor, Smith reminds us that the roots produce shoots and the shoots bear fruit. The first fruit of this blessed life is mercy or forgiveness, in verse 7, as you see, displayed through our lives to others. And then purity, and then being a person who is a peacemaker, verse 9. The order of the beatitude shows us the growth process Jesus wants for us in our Christian walk. Our Lord also gave us an eighth beatitude. Blessed are those who are persecuted. And all of us say, yay. <laughs> Don't like that one, right? And in our culture, compared to many places in the world today and over the centuries, the persecution we experience in the job not getting the promotion, or whatever it might be. is It's real. It's hard. But, wow. Talk about persecution of, of Christians. Uh, Read some of the Voice of the Martyrs material, and, uh, and many of you have. The order of the Beatitudes shows us how to see growth in our character as Christ followers. If we want the fruits of, uh, of forgiveness, purity, and peace in our life, then we must begin with the roots of becoming poor in spirit, mourning over our sin, uh, meekly submitting to God's will that in turn will produce shoots of righteousness, a good godly living from which the fruit of, or, or evidence of genuine Christ-like character will grow just like the physical roots, shoots, and fruit, they they need to be nourished regularly, daily. They need to be watered. And so you ask, how do I nourish these roots so they'll grow and result in this type of of character fruit in my life? I'm glad you asked. It's not too complicated, actually. It's it's not easy, but, but it's not too complicated. And I want to highlight four key practices that would fall under, there's other things, but just these four I want to highlight that would fall under the category of nourishing the roots and, and watering the shoots. Number one, daily expressing to God. Your, your commitment, your determination to follow Him, no matter what life looks like. Let, let, I mean, think about this. And I challenge myself with this too. When's the, when's the last time that you just spoke out to God, God, I am committed to you. Now, you gave your life to Christ a long time ago, but when's the last time you just expressed your desire to follow God faithfully, to follow Jesus faithfully today? Let let I encourage you, let your own ears hear you express your commitment to walk close to Jesus every day. It's not that you've fallen out because you've, you've failed or you've kind of forgotten and drifted away and all of a sudden you're getting the boot out of, out of God's face. No, but, but, but expressing that. Jesus, I, I do, again, today, Jesus, I, I just want to follow you. I want to reflect your love. Okay, and uh, second one is engagement with God's word, a a daily commitment to this, to read, to meditate upon it, to study, to to memorize it. And if you've been around Eagle Mount Church, you know this is a a huge priority for us, and it must be in our lives individually and as a church because, because God's word taken in with an open heart shapes us to reflect Jesus better in our world, helps us to understand.